Well, isn't this weather that we're having wonderful? It's almost like a a balmy spring. The people I feel bad for are the snowbirds that left. There's nothing to miss. Maybe they'll come back early. I love where God is taking us as a community. As you recall last week, we talked about where everything begins for us. We talked about the moment of our baptism. The moment when you and I received a gift beyond all gifts. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And how this Holy Spirit brings with Him so many other gifts that we are going to talk about in the weeks and the months ahead. But we wanted to start by growing in our appreciation and deepening our awareness of this gift by that simple little exercise of praying the name of the Holy Spirit, putting our hands over our heart any time during the day or week and just repeating prayerfully, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. This is especially helpful whenever we're facing something difficult in our life. But this gift that you and I have received if all this potential for new life in Christ, for this life of the kingdom, for it to be able to blossom and continue to grow in your life and mine, there are two words of Jesus in the gospel today that we need to respond to on a daily basis. Jesus begins his public ministry with the message of repent. Repent. For the kingdom of God is now among you. And when we were baptized, that life of the kingdom was given to us in a seed form. And until we respond to the stirring of the Holy Spirit to repentance, that seed, that that life can lay dormant in our life for many years. And the tears of repentance are like water upon that seed that allows it to sprout and begin to bless our lives with the fruits of new life. But there must also come another moment that happens often simultaneously when every baptized Christian becomes aware of the presence of Jesus in their life, of this personal gaze of Jesus looking at you, looking at me, And of hearing the voice personally in our hearts of Jesus saying, come, follow me. 
If this does not happen in our life and happen on a daily basis, all of this potential, as I said, of new life that we received in baptism, it will lay dormant for years and years and years. And it will not be able to impact our life in any deep or profound way. There must come the moment when I experience Jesus calling me, inviting me to follow him. And he is the one who reveals, who embodies the fullness, the richness, and the fruitfulness of this new life that is potentially present in us through our baptism. So let's reflect very briefly on this scene so that we can understand better the call and invitation of Jesus upon our life. It says that Jesus saw these two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew, James and John. And the Greek word that is used there is not a casual glance but a very deep and intentional, prolonged look. God looks at us. God is looking at you and me right now. And He knows everything about you and me. And He looks upon us with an intention upon our life. With a special plan upon our life. And he says, come, follow me. And the Greek word that is used there for following is to come behind. Which means basically to follow Jesus wherever he goes. There was a second century saying of of the Jewish community about rabbis. Let yourself be covered by the dust of their feet which happens when you follow a rabbi like Jesus. And it's interesting that Jesus meets them. He doesn't forewarn his coming. He encounters these men, these ordinary men, in the ordinariness of their life, doing ordinary work. And this is always how Jesus comes to us. He just comes to where we are. They had no time to change. And they didn't have to. Because it is the following of Jesus that will change them. This is why Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you something different than you never thought about. That you may have not even thought possible. I will make. We are not the ones who make our life. We are not the ones who try to figure things out on our own and plot a course through this life. That is not the way 
to live a fruitful, joyful, fulfilling life in Christ. To be a disciple of Jesus means to allow ourselves to be led by another and not to lead ourselves, which is what we're always trying to do. It is to be made, refashioned into a life that is more beautiful and amazing than we could ever come up with on our own. And in order to respond to this invitation, even if we made it years ago, we need to make it on a daily basis. And for this, we need to reach into that gift of our baptism and to use a gift, one of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gave us. And that is the gift of faith which very simply means, in its basic understanding, is the same as trust. There was something about Jesus in his bearing, in his gaze, in his voice, in his presence, that awakened this act of faith in these first disciples and allowed them to leave everything behind and follow this man to entrust their lives to the care of this man. And we can only do this by the gift of faith to exercise this gift that the Holy Spirit has given us. Did you know that in every single Mass, at the moment of the offertory, when gifts of bread and wine are brought by a family or a group of friends to this altar, did you know that that is the Catholic version of a Protestant altar call? Did you know this? I'm not going to do it, don't worry. But the bread... Each one of us is one of those little round white hosts. Each of us are like drops of wine that make up the whole container of wine. And that is to represent the gift of ourselves. Renewing the handing over to Jesus everything in our life and everything about our life. We, many of us, are not called to physically leave behind everything like these disciples. But spiritually, we are called to surrender and entrust all of it. Everything. Everything that is familiar. Everything that we find security in and everything that we cherish. And it doesn't mean that God will take it, but it means that we are convinced that our life and everything in our life is better off in the care and the hands of God. 
That's what faith allows us to believe. And therefore, to place on the altar during the offertory everything and giving it to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I choose to follow you. I choose to let you control and guide my life. I choose you to decide what to do with everything in my life, even the things I cherish and love the most. Jesus, I believe that all of this is better in your hands. And I want to put you first in my life and following you as the most important thing I do each day. This is how all this great potential of new life begins to blossom and to grow and mature by the daily following of Jesus. This is what God is always calling us to respond to. To continue repenting of our sins and turning toward Jesus, which is turning toward a new life. And to help continue this grace of this message today, in the bulletin, there's going to be a section now that's titled, Following Jesus. And it's going to offer something for us to do this week. To continue making this act of faith where we entrust everything in our life to Jesus in a very simple way. So I hope you'll take a bulletin. And again, I can't encourage enough, if you're not here on any given weekend, make sure you get on our website to read the bulletins and listen to the homilies that are on our website. Because each of these build on one another as we go on this journey together. Isn't this beautiful? We are going to understand this gift and to experience the fullness of life that is possible in Christ. I'm excited. And I hope you are too. Amen?